Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Equipped to Be Show with Connie Albers. Equipped to Be is a podcast dedicated to helping you discover and develop your unique strengths, gifts, and talents so you can apply them to all areas of life. So let's get ready to dive into how you are equipped to be. everybody. Welcome to this bonus edition of Equipped to Be with Connie Albers, your host. Uh, listen, I have another special edition of this podcast, and today I have invited a sweet friend, a woman that I got to know relatively recently at a podcast conference, Esther Littlefield. She's way up in Maine, and I'm down in Florida, so we're at, you know, we're at other ends of the world. She's probably cold, and I'm hot down here. Um, But I invited her on the program because we're going to talk about Christian women and leadership. As you know, we're all dealing with this undetermined um, time frame of being put on pause. And yet we see incomes falling. We see stresses in marriage and conflicts with children and parents that now are in the uh, schooling at home and confusion and uncertainty. And that's, that's a really big issue. And that's why I invited Esther on the program. Uh, She leads, uh, she has a great podcast, and I want her to tell you a little bit about it. Um, And she is a pastor's wife on top of that. So I'm going to just welcome her to the program. I hope you enjoy our time together, and thanks for tuning into this edition. Hey, Esther, thank you for joining me today for this special edition of Coping with Crisis. I'm glad you could carve out some time to be with us. Thanks, Connie. I'm so excited to be here with you and to chat with you about this. So what I didn't go into much detail about was where we met and how we met. And I bet our stories are a little different. Uh, we we both were headed to a podcast conference. Esther, you know, you are well-versed in podcasting. I would consider you a podcasting bro. And you're certainly very technical and detail-oriented. And I was waiting for my podcast to even get approved. And so uh, I was going to this conference as a speaker, and Esther was a speaker, and we got thrown together as roommates. We didn't even know each other, and here we were roommates. And <laughs> it was like, what is that? The oddball, the odd couple, because we're very different in our personalities. But I, we found such, or at least I found such a, a delight in getting to spend time with you after the conference hours, and we would just chit-chat um, so I would love for you to tell everybody, you know, a little bit about Esther Littlefield and what you do and how you are encouraging and equipping Christian women in leadership. All right. Yes. And I would absolutely agree with you. It was such a wonderful time to meet you in room with you at the conference. And I just love how God kind of orchestrates those scenarios for us. So, um, I, like you said, I live in Maine with my husband, who is an executive pastor of our church, and we have one child who is 11, and we uh, just love being up here in the in the great outdoors. We're surrounded by nature, and although I do kind of, I'm jealous of Florida sometimes <laughs> and the warmth. <laughs> um, I'm ready for, for warmer weather, but uh, so, yeah, so I've been a pastor's wife now for over 15 years, and um, I've always had this passion for uh, for leadership in 
but I didn't always realize that it was actually a passion for leadership. I, I had a lot of ideas and dreams and goals when I was younger, but I was very, very uh, shy and insecure as a child and growing up through the years. But eventually that has brought me to a place where now I am, I am passionate about equipping and encouraging Christian women to step into leadership, to uh, lead in whatever way God has placed them in their lives. And so the main ways I do that are through my podcast, the Christian Woman Leadership Podcast, and my blog, which is just estherlittlefield.com. That's where I, I write occasionally. The majority of what I do is my podcast. And then I have some uh, other resources available for people in the in that realm. And then on the other side of things, I have my own business as well that I run that I work from home, like you said, podcasting related and supporting people in that field. So. That's a little bit about what life is like for me right now. You know, we are facing such a crisis. Um, Your husband is in the ministry, and I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to who have either seen a severe cut in their income, total loss of income, or they're really not sure what's going to happen. And I'm sure you probably are seeing that too with your sphere of influence and the women that you're talking with. Are are they concerned? Are what are you see? What are you hearing out there? Yeah, well, in the world of ministry and churches, obviously there has been a huge impact there because the majority of churches right now are not able to meet mm-hmm. in person, and so that automatically has multiple layers of impact. Not only spiritually, you know, the the inability to meet together and worship together is huge. But it also has a financial impact because when people are not coming into the walls of the church, they are less inclined or less able to give. And then obviously people that attend churches uh, are being impacted by losing jobs or, you know, dropping income, like you said. So I've seen it definitely on that side of things. And then on the other side of things, in, in my community of women, I have already heard from some who have lost a job, uh, you know, and it's it's just a really hard time for everybody, I think, to navigate something that we didn't really see coming. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we we had a foresight to know this was going to come down the pike. And uh, I think it's definitely a point where we're all trying to figure out the next steps and how we're going to move forward day by day. And what we're seeing is, I mean, you turn on the news and in 24 hours, what you're being told is is dramatically different than the next day. I mean, yeah. down here in Florida, we've actually had a pastor or two uh, arrested for, you know, having church. Yeah. And then yesterday, our governor uh, in Florida declared that um, church, going to church, is an essential business. And I thought, <laughs> well, that's that's great. Um, but there, with that comes a whole lot of other questions that, you know, we won't go into. Yeah. But Let's talk specifically as a woman in leadership. And, you know, like you said, we're all leading um, either it's ourselves because we're we're always leading either ourselves or we're leading our children. Or in some cases, we have other women that God has put in our place. And he, you know, because he is the one who who opens and closes the doors and puts people in leadership roles. As a woman in leadership, tell me some of the things you are saying and that you recommend to, to women uh, that are really trying to navigate this particular crisis, how can you give them practical help and hope mm-hmm. right now where they are? Yeah. Yeah. 
So I have a few thoughts that I've been talking to my my community about to encourage them right now. Uh, and I think it's exactly what you said, that right now, one of the biggest leadership roles that we have, that we all have, is leading ourselves well so that we can have the ability to lead others. And I think there is a real risk right now of, you know, kind of just going off the rails, for lack of a better term, where we might just, you know, let things slide or um, give up on hope or things like that. And I, I don't want to see us doing that. So one of the things that I recommend, obviously, is staying consistent with your time with God and scripture being grateful, like focusing on the positives of what you can in your current circumstances, even though a lot of things are not positive. If we can focus on the truth of truth of scripture, and if we can spend time being grateful for what we have, and that's just something that for me on a daily basis, if I take time to do that, it really shifts my attitude and my perspective about everything. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I think is super important. And obviously that's anytime, all the time, Yeah, (laughs) but it's even more, it's even more important right now. And I think one of the challenges for a lot of the women, at least in my community is that a lot of them work outside of the home. A lot of them have kids that are now school age and are leaving, you know, normally would be leaving home for school. Mm -hmm. And so there's a little bit more wiggle room in their schedule for setting aside that alone time with God. And so right now where everybody's kind of cramped together at home in one space, (laughs) it gets a little bit trickier. And so I think the importance of just still making that a priority is so key. Uh, And then another one would be setting boundaries for yourself, like actually setting boundaries on social media on when you realize that it's starting to affect your mindset and your attitude and your spiritual outlook, you might need to take a break from the news, take a break from social media. You know, it feels right now like you can't because like you said, every five minutes, something is changing, (laughs) but you know, we're not in control of what's going on anyway. So it's probably better if you're finding that it's negatively affecting you to step away from those things and give yourself like a mind reset, you know. And then a, a third tip that I've been recommending to to my women is um, find ways to just clear your mind and and get rid of distractions. So that kind of goes with the the last point I said. But I have been trying to get out for walks when I can. Uh, taking time to just let my mind not have any input at all. No podcast. I love podcasts, but I've been <laughs> trying to have times in the day where I'm not in taking in any input and I'm letting my mind settle. And, you know, again, I think going out for a walk or doing whatever you can, if you, if, I mean, I know some people can't even really get out and do that right now. So you got to be really creative in the moment, but Anything you can do, even if it's just maybe like playing instrumental music quietly, take a bath, do something that's going to relax your mind and your soul. Uh, those are a few yeah. ways that I've been trying to practice for myself to lead myself well so that I don't uh, 
lose my mind right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, when so, you were when you were given a, a little list, I thought, oh, or and, and, and some mothers, you know, they go hide in their closet with, you know, a bag of Doritos or something that they had for their <laughs> snacks. Um, yeah. I, I want to, so, you know, for, for listeners, I just, I know most of you are either listening to this as you're folding laundry or you're trying to make food or, you know, you're, you're trying to multitask. So let me just kind of recap what Esther just said, because those were really good points and they're worth noting. So one of the things uh, you said, Esther, was focus on the positives. I love that. There, there is. We're surrounded by negatives. And um, if we're not careful, those negatives can just make us not realize there's anything positive going on around us. So I love that. So focus on the negatives. And the way you uh, really encourage that is by focusing on Scripture. So don't let you know your time with the Lord go by the wayside because there's you know you got to catch the next episode of you know whatever news break has just happened in your area or in the country. Um, so focus on the positive. Stay in Scripture. Settle setting boundaries in social media. You know you and I. That's that's where our work really is, is on social media and, right. you know, connecting online. It's a great way to, to influence and encourage and support um, each other, but it can also have such a negative impact. Again, focusing on the positives. When we, um, there are ways that we can still connect, inspire, equip, and support each other by not scrolling through our news feeds. And you probably have turned off some certain notifications so that, you know, certain people don't, you know, can't constantly bombard you with their, you know, daily facts of what's happening. Um, there are yeah. things we can do because we can't stop being on social media. But we, we, and you had a great point there, you know, we're not in control. God is in control. But we are in control of what we allow to uh, come across our eyes or, you know, what we allow to come in our earbuds as we're trying to, you know, get stuff done around the house. So, which was the next one, which control, you're not in control. God is in control. I mean, he ultimately is. He didn't just, you know, coronavirus didn't just seep in and all of a sudden God goes, whoops, I guess I better get at it. These people are really hurting. <laughs> he already knew. <laughs> um, and we have to be yeah. careful of that, but use that time to let your mind, so you're saying about going outside, getting, getting, getting some time to reset your mind. Find whatever yeah. works. And I guess I would say, Esther, for me, you know, I'm a complete extrovert. And that's one of the things we laughed about when we were in the room is you kind of needed yeah. to escape me a little bit because I am, I'm an extrovert. <laughs> and, um, you know, I could just talk forever. And, you know, we need to be mindful of that. And we need to be mindful of what our bodies need. Because what you need to reset your mind and what I need might be different. So to that, I guess yeah. I would say it's important to know yourself. And then it's important yeah. to be okay and to tell your family or those around you what you actually need. Like I was standing at the foot of the stairs today and some news happened, you know, like every day, you know, when you're listening to this and news is going to happen that day too. And I was hollering upstairs, not hollering, but I was, you know, talking loud enough so my husband, husband could hear me upstairs. And my husband's in a quiet introvert, very detail focused internal processor. So of course he's 180 from me and I'm just talking up the stairs about all this stuff that's going on and on. And then I just stopped myself and I said, oops, 
sorry about that. I was just doing a little external processing with you. I, sorry about that. And not because he's not interested, but being mindful of how sometimes the way we handle or process things may be different from our spouse or from our children. And that is something how we manage and um, process everything around us and ourselves can greatly impact the temperature and the thermostat and the pulse of our home, which we didn't talk much about, but I'd love to use a few minutes to talk about, you know, keeping as women in the home, you know, because we're focusing on our ministry with other, uh, with other influencers or mothers, whatever, you know, a sphere of influence that we do have, we still have an influence within our home, you know, that's an important ministry. But let me say the last point was, you know, just find a way to clear your mind. So now that we've kind of covered some great topics with your ministry on the um, to others and what they can do. Let's talk about our home because you and I had that conversation. I'm a homeschool veteran. You know, I homeschooled all five of the kids. And, you know, having my kids around 24-7, that was like no big deal. It was just, it was life. And my husband works from home. Yeah. So, I mean, we did live 24-7 before all this happened anyway. So for me, uh, it it's just not as it wasn't as big of an adjustment, but for parents like you, you're 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 in a rhythm, you're in a routine. You got up, you you know, you either hurried through breakfast or you hurried through scrambling, get your kids where they've got to go. Then you had this block of time where you were able to get your work done, like you were saying. Many women work now, um, and it, you know, on top of everything else that they're doing. And then they'd go pick up the kids, they'd have some chats, they'd have some snacks, mom would go back to work, you make dinner. But now, Esther, you're like millions of other moms. All of a sudden, everything's happening yeah. within the confines of these four walls. And that's a big, abrupt change and difference. How are you managing it? And what do you recommend for other moms that are in that exact boat that you're in? Yeah. Uh, I just, I love what you just shared. And I think that the first thing is that self-awareness that you already referenced in regards to yourself and in your own home. (laughs) And having that is so helpful because I know for me that I am going to do much better in this current circumstance if I get up earlier than the rest of my family and I have that alone time with my coffee and my Bible and that before everything starts. And on the days that I do that, things go a lot better. (laughs) And on the days that I don't, and I say, I'm just going to sleep in because now there's no real schedule to stick to, you know, none of us have a real strict schedule right now. Um, So if I let myself sleep in and I don't do that, it's it's not as good. So I think self-awareness is key. The other things that I would say that we're doing, and it's so funny that you mentioned, you know, just the dynamics of the household, because yesterday things were not so great in the Littlefield household (laughs) and we had a lot of struggles and we were really all frustrated with each other. And to be honest, what we needed for a little time was a break. And my husband took my daughter, they drove somewhere, they came home a little while later. And that was just like, it was, it was good for all of us. It was a good break. (laughs) But even if you can't do that, I think what we realized uh, through our challenges yesterday was the importance it's, you can be in the same household and be dealing with all this stuff going on, but not really intentional, intentionally communicating about everything that's happening. And so we have kind of flipped into this mode of just going through the day and like assuming things about 
what was happening and what needed to happen with our daughter's school and these things. Mm-hmm. And then we weren't on the same page. And mm-hmm. so we realized the importance of communicating with each other really intentionally and proactively around, you know, what is the schedule for the day? What, do, what needs to happen? Uh, when are we going to have dinner? Like these just normal practical things, but it's just different than what it normally is. And so I would say that's one thing that we're doing is, you know, besides my own self-awareness and knowing that I need to try and get up earlier and have that quiet time Mm -hmm. uh, as a family, being intentional about communicating with each other. Um, And then I would say the other thing that's helpful is to have some kind of consistent routine, even though it looks different. And for me, my routine hasn't changed a whole lot because I already work from home. So Mm -hmm. like you were saying, you know, it's not a huge shift for you either because you've been used to being at home with your husband around and all that. Uh, For me, it's not a huge shift. The biggest shift, honestly, is the fact that I've got two people in the house with me now Mm -hmm. all the time instead of having that time alone. Uh, So which you actually, I'm so sorry, but I mean, I know this, I know this a little bit about you from, you know, it's like when you it's like having a college roommate. <laughs> you learn about somebody yeah. when you got a second. But, you know, you 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 were um, very wise in saying, you know, you know you've got to have some space. And, and yeah. that just means when you're talking about intentional communication, I think part of intentionally communicating is the needs that we have and don't expect – your husband or your daughter, or, you know, in my case, my, my family, don't expect them to just know what's going on with you or know that, okay, mom's right. kind of getting a little irritated. Oh, that's because she needs a little space. Don't assume they're going to be that, you know, quick to catch on because <laughs> they might right. not get it. And then you might end up saying yeah. some things you wish you hadn't have said, um, or they yeah. may, they may say some things that actually hurt you when all you need to say and and what you said about intentional communicating is, hey, guys, sweetie, I love you. I mean, I really love you. Can you get her out of here? Just go for a drive for 30 minutes. I just, I need to clear my mind. I just need to to reset. Um, Something so simple as that can really change the dynamics of getting through your day. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's so so true. And sometimes it's just these little simple things that we can do and we we kind of forget that they're available to us, you know. We and we do have to be more creative right now because mm-hmm. we don't have like one of the normal things that would be part of my weekly routine would be getting together with a friend mm. for coffee and that is really life-giving to me, you know, and even though I'm not an extrovert, I am an introvert, I still love that connection time with with close friends. Right. And I haven't been able to do that, you know. So I've been, you know, you've got to get creative about how can you still do some of these things that are going to keep you healthy, keep you going, keep you being able to pour into your family and and love them and lead them well. Uh, and so, yeah, I think we just have to think outside the box a little bit yeah. and, and not get devastated about the current situation, but look at, okay, what can we do to keep going, going forward and be creative about right. what we have as options right now? 
Well, something you just said reminded me uh, that we often forget, you know, one, our children are mourning a loss. I mean, they're, they're mourning their friends. Yeah. Some of them are mourning their teachers. It's like, mom, you just don't do it like Miss such and such does it. You know, they're mourning a disruption to their lives as well. But I, I loved what right. you just said, you know, um, it doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert. I mean, labels, I don't like labels. Uh, I did a podcast on um, labels don't define you. They just give us a peek into how God made us. But yeah. one thing you said I thought was very profound, and that is ad- realizing that this disruption also causes a sense of mourning, a mourning, not like good morning, but a mourning as in a loss you're yeah. missing something that was life giving to you and how you just said, Hey, you got to get creative. One thing that's true. We've known this throughout all of history. Disruption always leads to innovation. And, you know, I think the whole world is learning that meetings in person meetings aren't as needed as, as they once thought. <laughs> um, we can get a lot accomplished through, you know, through our, uh, online telecommunications. Um, Right. But I think that was pretty wise in, in self-identifying. Because you were talking about self-awareness, but w- there was another element that you kind of struck on, and that was the realization that you're missing something too. I mean, as much as we love yeah. our families, our girlfriends can fill us in a way that our spouse or, or our kids can't because there's just a certain level of conversation you can have that maybe you can't have mm-hmm. or that your spouse wouldn't necessarily understand. And I'm not stereotyping every marriage. I'll just put the disclaimer out there. But I know <laughs> there's things that I can say to my girlfriends that if I said to my husband would hurt his feelings and I wouldn't mean it. Um, and it, it has as much depth as, you know, a shallow end of a pool. But if I were saying it to my spouse, just talking about how, you know, what I'm longing for, or what I'm missing or what I'm needing they, they don't all, they can't always pick that up and, or let it go the way a girlfriend, if we're rattling on with a girlfriend and then the conversation ends and they're moving on to the next thing, whereas our spouse might be chewing on it for a little while. Um, so, um, so as we kind of wrap this up, you've given some great points in our first section of, you know, just with leadership, women in leadership, and, you know, they're going to be pouring out that they really can't pour out effectively if they're not feasting and filling up and uh you know they've got to fill up on the word of god like you said they've got to set some boundaries um you had mentioned social media they've just got to realize that they're not in control and as they are as god leads them sometimes some of them are going to be quiet some of them are just going to be quiet and they're going to be praying and they're they're going to be a little more silent because they're regrouping or they're trying to find the positive in their situation some of them are going to yeah. be a little more vocal. Um, there's not a right or wrong way as long as um, one of the things that you had said, as long as they're just, you know, they're coming at it with a clear mind. They're coming at it with a desire to help and, and help add positivity to the conversation as opposed to, you know, I, I, I've done some rants, but they're not rants in a let's tear up other people. I think that's so important. Um, yeah. And then you were talking about uh, getting up for what works for you is getting up early because, you know, as you have that time away from everybody, that gets you in the right frame of mind to deal with your family and with your business, Uh, being self-aware, 
communicating and creating routine. It's really interesting, Esther, because so many of the other women that I've spoke with on coping with crisis, routine, consistency, boundaries, those are reoccurring themes in women that are uh, in some capacity leadership roles, whether it's in the, the marketplace, in an office, or online. And I want my listeners to hear those are all important. Um, if you want to navigate this successfully, you've got to implement some very strategic um, parts to your life, um, which which is that routine. It can be crazy, but if you all know where you're going throughout the day, then you'll be able to pivot and adjust quickly. Um, what would you, I would love for you to just kind of close our segment out and tell, you know, just kind of give us because uh, you've given us great stuff. So I'm really kind of putting you on the spot here by saying, you know, you've got <laughs> courses and you've got your podcast uh, that is doing phenomenal and you are in ministry. I would love for you to give us um, like a good nugget of hope that my listeners can just chew on as they kind of close out this segment and they finish folding the laundry or making lunch or whatever yeah. they're doing. Mm. Okay. I think that the, the biggest thing that's coming to mind right now is, is for you to recognize that you do have influence and that you can lead no matter what your role or your title says. So many of the women who come into my Facebook group, for example, tell me that they don't actually see themselves as a leader. And I I want you to see yourself as a leader, even if it just means you're leading those two little kiddos at home by making their lunches every day and cleaning up after them and doing the mundane everyday stuff that you have to do. Mm -hmm. uh, because I think God can use us. I know God can use us no matter what position or title we have and not to compare our current situation or circumstances with someone else's and not to elevate one over another. Wherever God has placed you, you have influence, you have the ability to lead, and you have the ability to encourage and to be a light in this world. Right now, the world needs your leadership more now than ever, mm -hmm. and the world needs to see the hope of Jesus in you and the difference that he's made in your life more than ever. And so I just would leave us with that thought that you you can influence, you can be a light um, in the world, no matter where you're at, no matter what your role is or your title is. That is so good. What a great way to, to just kind of close this segment out. Esther, thank you for joining me. And for you listeners that want to connect with Esther, go to estherlittlefield.com. You can listen to her podcast, Christian Women. Uh, tell me the name of your podcast again, because I think I got it backwards. It's Christian Woman Leadership Podcast. Okay, there we go. Yeah. And she and it's also, right there on the website. Yes, so. and she also has uh, Confident Conversations, and you'll just really love following her and connecting with her online. She's uh, got some great, great stuff. Esther, I appreciate you being with us. I know that you've got lots to do, and just carving away this time to come and share some thoughts and, and true practical help and hopes 
as we navigate this particular crisis going on, it's not going to last forever, folks. It's it's going to come to an end. We don't know when, but it will. <laughs> and uh, when it, we come through on the other side, we will be refined. And hopefully we will be more in the image of the Lord and our families will be stronger. And the women and the other folks, you know, women or men, if depending on your role, but that they will actually be better from having followed us or listened or you know, tuned into uh, what we're doing and how God is leading our ministry. So thank you again, Esther, for being with us. Thanks, Connie. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.